Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the Gene Tea Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here's a performer. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... RuPaul's Dry Grace Season 15. So, let's raise a glass. Our bottle. And start spilling... The Gene Podcast Everyone, welcome back to a RuPaul's Drag Race Podcast. A live review. What do we do, Tom? How does this work? Well, we're super fans of the show. Mm-hmm. We love watching. We love geeking out mm-hmm. over the show. And we watch it in segments and share our thoughts with you. Our uninformed, raw, unsolicited opinions. Raw. Oh, God. Our bareback opinions. <laughs> oh, no. On, uh, our oh, raw God. dogging opinions. Yeah. <laughs> our raw pig opinions. Oh, no. On, um, no. Not, not the not, pig. Not, not the pig. <laughs> not the raw pig. It's the pig for me. It's the raw pig See, for Everything me. is done live. <laughs> and, yeah, everything's done live. We watch it once through mm-hmm. in segments, like the other like Tom said. And then we just... Conversate. We conversate and we invite you to join us in our own little viewing party. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So how's it going? Um, I just want to say hi, Nick, who is cleaning as they listen to the podcast. How lovely. Yeah. yeah I know these things, Tom. <laughs> I know these things because I listen. I listen. You do. You listen. And, um, listen very you've carefully. never called me beautiful either, Dr. Tom. Uh, I, I thought I had. No, no. See, I, I pay attention to these things. <laughs> okay? Well, you know, I'm telling you now, you are beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It feels so so good to hear that. Oh, okay. Okay. Thanks, Chanel. Mm. Thank you. Miss yeah. <laughs> Mandarin coming through early. It's very early this morning. We've got things to do. So we thought, hey, let's wake up super early. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, disturb the neighbors and play loud music in the kitchen. It wasn't that loud to say. Time was loud. Well, the, the speakers on the non, you know, the, the detached side of the house. So Of the studio. Of the studio. Um, yeah, all right. And I want to. <laughs> we've had some lovely messages from Frank and Jesse on the Twitter, so I want to say Aww. thank you very much. Yes, um, it was all obviously aimed towards me, but I'm yeah, gonna mostly share, it will be. I'm gonna share the praise with you. Well, but what percentage of the praise do you think? Um, it's just. I'm just chucking you a bone. Okay, it's less than 10%. Oh, how much bones do you want? Oh. <laughs> okay, so we're on RuPaul's Drag Race. We're on season 15. Mm-hmm. I want to get straight into it, okay? Okay, let's just power Dad, through. Like get in there. In and out. Yeah. Bam. Uh-huh. Um, who's taking home the crown this season from what we've seen so far? We haven't seen the episode yet. It's, it's there ready for us to play. Yeah. Your, our opinions are coming very soon, but I want you to tell me who's taking home the crown. Um, well, it's just got to be Sasha. It's got to be Sasha Colby. And I'll, I'll tell you that for several reasons. A, because she is actually killing it. You know, she's never been anywhere near the bottom. Um, and that's just justified. She's got a couple of wins. Um, I would say she deserves a couple of wins, but she's had them for the wrong challenges. <laughs> but um, what the... I'm, I'm going to talk about the edit and stuff. Like the okay. edit is telling me that yeah. Sasha is is for the win. Um Hands down, I, I I would put money on it. Who are they sleeping on? They've slept on several queens all season. Do you want me to talk about any of the eliminated ones or the ones who are still here? The ones who are still here. Um, Marsha feels like she should have a win by now. Mm. And Mistress feels like she could have won other cha- like last week's design challenge, for example. Yeah, there it is. Mm. I feel like mistress has been a bit overlooked in my opinion yeah. i feel I, I said i felt i said i felt i feel that she should have won last week mm-hmm. and it's and it would have been a nice thing because she would have been i think the bit the first big girl to win a ball to win a ball i think there's been a lot over and, the it, past, and it yeah and it wouldn't have been like oh you know when people win 
when producers or when the show does thing just to do it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. for example, on um, America's Next Top Model, when they crowned Whitney, yeah. the first winner, I, don't, I can't remember what season it was. Um, so I won't, I'll just say season 11, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Or season nine, whatever. But they gave Whitney, a plus-size girl, the win for the season when there was such a clear winner, Anya. And it, and it was like, okay, they're just... They're just giving her the win I, just because. I've seen season 11 with you, and I would agree with that. It felt more kind of political, and yeah. I guess they were getting a lot of backlash for promoting only certain body types. Mm. So I feel like it wouldn't have been that case if they gave Mistress the win last It'd week. It would have been very organic would've, would've and been, I, I do think she should have won. I adore, but... I, I adore Sasha, and she was, by my point system, she yeah. was in the top three. Um, but, you know... Mistress was right there and she was the clear winner for me. I actually think Lux had a stronger overall package as well. And, you know, throw Anitra in the mix because she, I think Anitra did have the best created look. But her her oh, middle absolutely. look really let her down, I thought. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that she made the... the, the were, I will say as well, the standard of sewing this season is very, very high. Both... Um, both construction challenges. I felt like we've been splitting hairs in order to find a girl who's in the bottom, really. Mm, okay, and so if you had to put your money on it, mm-hmm. who, who are the who are the the queens who are at risk of going home? Yes. Today? So I've done my risk assessment. Yeah, yeah, um, and I would say just based on not this is nothing to do with my love for these queens because I adore them both, but the queens who aren't featuring. I mean, the highest risk here is Selena. And also Malaysia. They don't have a win. Um, we do know the style. We, we're going to find out more in a minute. We know that the style of this challenge is some sort of interview. So I actually think Selena will do really well with this because she's got a great personality. She's, um, I think so long as she is good at the reciprocal aspect, you know, but her effervescent personality will carry her through. Malaysia's got a great personality as well, but she's more subdued. So I'd actually worry more about her in this challenge. <laughs> she's not not online, girl. <laughs> she's not subdued online. What What do you think? I I agree with what you said. I agree with what you said. Mm. In terms of performance, because I am the performance expert, yeah. I do want to say that this is a strong cast of performers. Very, very much so. Very strong. And I mm. think it was very... Correct. Yeah. Um, that they started off with a talent show because I think they, they needed to show us the level mm-hmm. that these queens, the level of performance and um, expertise that these queens have. I mean, yeah. you cannot ever sleep on Marsha. I mean, she shut me the hell up in that lip sync extravaganza because I was like, <laughs> you know, she's, she's so proper. She's so pretty. Her mm-hmm. lines are so good. I don't know how she's going to break that and be the sassy, you know, for lack of a better term, a cunty performer. Oh, God. But then when she did that that lip sync against Malaysia, mm-hmm. I was like, oh gosh, wow. She was fabulous. Sasha versus Anitra is a lip sync that I still watch. That lip sync that they yes. had against each other. It is so good. One and of those rare, truly double Shantae worthy yeah, performances. Ex- definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, and everyone always talks about how amazing Sasha was. And like, I think in the moment I did too, but re-watching it, like Anitra is fighting. It was such a good lip sync. It really was. And then we, we've, we've had, a, even like when you watch Lux perform, she's got, this is a very strong cast yes, of yes, performers yes. in terms of dance. Yeah, definitely. Can I just, I just had a thought. They never gave a win for the Rupolapalooza no. episodes. They could have given, say, Sasha 
a very, very valid win for that episode. And then it would have been like, okay, we can give it Mistress the Sewing Challenge win, you know? Mm. Not to forget Jax. Jax oh, was phenomenal. Fabulous. So this is a very, very strong cast of performers. I think one of the strongest mm-hmm. um, performing slash mostly dancing so, um, extravagances queens mm. that we've ever had on the show. So think about, you know, we're saying that their, their sewing and designing abilities are very strong. Their performance talents are very strong. It's a really well-rounded cast. Yeah. Are they comedians? Have we no, but well, yes, I think. Well, I don't know. The snatch I mean, game Lucy's was so, snatch game was really good. She was amazing, yeah. but, and also Marsha was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mistress was great. Um, so there are some funny queens here. I would say that. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's see. There might be more comedy challenges the rest of the season. My my question to you, as our um, psychiatrist, oh um, God, has the forty minutes kind of taken away? Um, a, a human element f- for the drag queens in terms of us getting to really know them and really invest in them and see the kind of vulnerability because it seems like they're just trying to sh- a lot of the times they're just trying to go through mm. this is the challenge this is them executing it and we don't get much storyline I mean we do get drips of it mm-hmm. but not as much as we used to do you feel like you're struggling to to, to connect or are you struggling to see the, the mental health if there is oh, 100% yeah. um, I think the I think we, we've we've spoken at length about the damage that the 40-minute edit is doing, especially with such a big cast. And yeah, queens are going before we get a chance to truly know them. I know, I know it's an edited version, but, you know, every queen deserves a moment where we get to know a bit about them as a person. And some queens, like off the top of my head, like Robin, didn't really get a, que- a, a clear sense, <laughs> a queer sense, a clear sense of who Robin is as a person. I know that she's quite sweet and lovely. And she's a great performer, but I don't know much about her outside of that. Um, so last week, that's why it felt so noteworthy that Anitra um, told us that incredibly heartbreaking but heartfelt story, um, which I thought just told us so much about kind of her determination and resilience, you know, mm. overcoming that kind of rejection and abandonment from her kind of family unit. Um, and just the determination that she displays and the kind of like steeliness, it, it made... These moments are important as long as they're not exploitative. Mm. I always think that. But it did feel very organic for Anitra. It felt like she wanted to tell that story and to share it. And I really hope she wasn't under duress because I hate to think that. But it makes us connect with them as people and to warm them. Because so Anitra, I see her as more of a contender and, um, you know... I feel like I just know her that little bit better this week yeah. um, for, for sharing that in- incredibly sad story. You're right. That's how we connect with them. And I've, I've said it before, but the, the way that I kind of warmed up to Drag Race, mm-hmm. and I came mm-hmm. home one day and my flatmate had yeah. it on TV. Yeah. And I thought it was such a, you know, I was like, what the hell is this show? Yeah. And it wasn't until I saw the human side of the drag queens and, you know, the, the vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, I hate that word, but it, it was there <laughs> and seeing the struggle and, and you know, the, the, the raw feelings behind mm-hmm. it and, and what, what they face. It, that's what made me invest in the show. Yes. And it's so sad because they've just changed networks and they're getting a whole new audience. Yeah. But we're not seeing a lot of that human side. So I'm wondering for people who are watching it for the first time, who are exposed yeah. to it for the first yeah. time, are they, are they actually getting the chance to understand and connect the same way that I was converted? It probably doesn't help with that awful online hate train either. 
Mm, yeah. Because it allows when people behave in a terrible way and send hate online, they they've already dehumanized the queen. And if they don't have those personal stories, it's that much easier to do that. Absolutely. Um, I was just thinking again, kind of like um, it's one of the things that makes Drag Race special is that. Yes, sometimes it's exploitative and I don't like it when that happens. But on the whole, I think they do do a good job of telling the stories, apart from this season because we're not going to time, of a diverse range of queer people, you know, gender non-conforming, trans, um, all different ethnicities, all different shapes Straight. and sizes. Yes, I mean. Oh, by the way, Maddie's um, little online interview show. I've seen a few clips of that. It's quite funny. Mm? Worth checking out. She's putting it on her um, Instagram. It was, it was funny how you mentioned before. You're like, oh, I didn't really get to see because of the 40 minute edit. I don't. We didn't get to see much of Robin. Mm-hmm. I literally had to go. Oh, who's? Yeah. I literally had to be like, Robin. Who's Robin? Yeah. And then I started thinking they're dancing on my own, and I was like, oh, no, she was a guest <laughs> judge, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Robin Fierce, Robin yeah, Fierce. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's so right. Like we don't really get to know these queens mm-hmm. because of that. Oh, anyway. So here we are. So here we are. Here we are, um, early in the morning. Ready to review the show. So let's get started. Goodbye, Spice. Um, Goodbye, Spice. We say bye to her. Selena has won that lip sync to that terrible choice of a song for a lip sync. <laughs> it was a weird choice, wasn't it? Was, it? it was borderline homophobic. <laughs> Which is ironic because it was by a queer artist. It was just like, mm. how was... This is not This is not the one. No, This is not the one. You know, no. get better music. Give these queens a chance to really lip sync for their life. Seriously. Use your music back catalog better, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just mm. use, use it better. Mm. Use it better. So we say bye to Spice. Selena remains. Um, yeah. There's something funny about them. They're congratulating Sasha, and Sasha was like, "You know, you guys can use this to soak up a win." And what does Lucy say? Uh, uh, I've already won three. <laughs> okay, now let's talk about. Let's just rewind. I love this. Let's I just, love this so much. Let's just go how she redefines Lucy, what a win is. Lucy's redefining. I won too race. many challenges. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also was the first in the room, so that's another win. <laughs> um, what else did I win? I, you know, like, she, girl, she's creating these new wins. I like love Lucy. Her for we it. love you. But she's saying it with like absolute yeah. certainty. Right. Like, it was a conviction. She's just very like, don't really understand what the problem is here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got three wins more than you, Sasha. I'm just putting it out yeah. there. Sasha, you think you're a big fish, but um, I'm a shark. I'm a shark. I'm a whale. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a whale. Whale's not a fish, darling. Um, could be a whale shark. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Biology. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we get, sorry. Are we, are we talking about reality now, Tom? Is this, David, is this what Drake is? I'm channeling facts. something wrong as David Attenborough. No. Um, what I think this is, is um, Lucy is, um, she is a big fish in Connecticut. She's a top dog over there to use more animal metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> what other animals? Come on, Discovery she's, Channel. She's a really big tiger. Um, no. um, <laughs> sorry um so she um but it's she's among other big fish here and the biggest fish of all is sasha colby and i do think that lucy is maybe struggling a little bit with that comparison specifically um and i think she she's doing the self-talk thing isn't she she's feeling probably a little bit insecure in the competition because i personally think some of the judging towards lucy has been unkind i wouldn't have put her in the bottom three last week but other people will disagree with that um and like for example not being in the top three for the acting challenge that you know do you know who who i'm thinking of in terms of parallels Perhaps you can guess another queen who's treated a bit like this camp queen from um, the East Coast. 
Um, Tom, look, I'm I'm from New Zealand, living in the UK. I know nothing about East Coast, West Coast. Tina Burner. Okay. I feel like she's being Tina Burner a little bit. And I think Drag Race loves screwing with um, like established, established queens. camp queens. Established camp queens yeah. who didn't make it because of RuPaul's Drag Race, who made it yeah. on their own. Absolutely. They, they feel like, okay, I'm going to put you in your place. You think you can make it without me, Very without us, that. without the show? Yep. So I do feel, and they're also, <laughs> poor Lucy is giving them what they want. In the sense that she's giving quite entertaining reactions. Um, Do you know what I love about her reactions? Is that it's not it's not an obviously like it's not it's not very. Oh my god! I'm really, but sometimes it can be. Yeah. But she's doing the whole. Um, I'm yeah. fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm very thought, no, no, no. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm. I'm okay. I'm good. She's she's giving she's, that you know the, the yeah. denial of being, and I think that's kind of better than someone who's just outright pissed off mm-hmm. the whole she, life. I'm okay. Not, I'm fine. And yeah, M- I'm good, mistress I'm is very easily picked up on it. And mistress is the true yeah, antagonist she, of the oh, season. Girl, she, you know what? It. Like, and there's another gaslighter in this cast, and as mistress, and, and you know, mm-hmm. come, let's. Let's be honest. I'm here for it. I love it. I love Mistress. They're they're making such good TV together and I love them both for it. Like I I do feel for Lucy because I feel like internally she's really going through it while she's maintaining this um, superficial, cheerful veneer that obviously is quite easy to see through. But, you know, she's made it quite well known that she's not too happy with the edit. She doesn't feel like it represents her as a person. And actually, it's interesting because people have been like, okay, Lucy, all right, whatever. But Jack said in Roscoe's that she felt like the most inaccurate portrayal she'd seen so far was of lucy mm. so there is there is some truth to it you know um it does seem like that they're, they're picking out lucy's more intense moments to 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 build this kind of um shooketh delusional kind of head hit <laughs> Bala's having a drink like violet chachki over there just having some red bull mm. sugar free mm. that's why i'm alert girl ah, <laughs> ah, okay Anyway, let's get into the season, uh, this episode. So the maxi challenge is a one-on-one interview Ooh. for the TV news magazine Fifty Fifty. Now it's oh. their chance to get up close and personal with some of um, today's gag-worthy and uniquely slash available <laughs> talented <laughs> celebrities. How dare you? Yeah, these are top tier. <laughs> yeah, top tier celebrities. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's basically, it's an interview. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. they're in teams. There's three teams. Uh, it's Master and Sasha. They're going to be interviewing Charo. We've got Anitra, Lucy, and Malaysia, mm-hmm. who are going to interview Fra- Frankie Grande. <laughs> Not Ariana Grande. Uh, Frankie Grande. Frankie Grande. <laughs> Frankie Grande. And then we've got Mistress Selena and Lux, who are doing Love Connie. Yes. Now, um, and... Uh, I think the reason that they're doing this kind of the style of mm-hmm. interview uh, slash talk show thing yeah. is because it's kind of based on RuPaul's talk show. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, and were you saying that the original model for Drake, what was that? I can't remember if it's something that I've read somewhere or just speculation, but it's just there's this there's this kind of accepted truth that the model behind the challenges in drag race like if rupaul's done it in a career it can be a challenge and rupaul's done a huge amount she's she's done music um talk shows comedy skits were part of her show as well so yeah that that serves as the model for the challenges usually as the seasons have progressed in rupaul's drag race she it's it's hard to remember 
the boisterous, um, brave, fearless drag queen that RuPaul was. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's become Mm -hmm. more and more flazeda. Flazeda. Flazeda as the seasons have gone. But there is a particular interview um, where she... Was it it The View where she went on with Joy Behar? And I mean, those... don't know. It was like view, a, it was right. like an old interview, right? Where yeah. um, RuPaul went on the show and just, I mean, this was who she was. This kind of sassy, mm-hmm. unapologetic, like this. I've I've got the interview here, and you guys need to listen because I think that it needs to be heard. It was just RuPaul for me in one of her in a prime, uh-huh. you know, or, or how I she's still in a prime. Yeah, day. how she needs to be remembered before yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race. We're here with RuPaul, and you know when uh, you dog my girl, I was saying Joy looked like I was, she was not butch. dogging her ass. I was just oh. telling it like I was just telling it like a ti is okay. But Miss, you know, excuse me, you what? call me Butch, oh, honey? Butch. But honey, but you're a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Must always remember when you say mean things to the co-host, they get to come back at you. That, is not, that was not mm. a mean thing. I'm just stating facts. And she came on my show talking about. You look like a... Why is it that you look so great well, you in know, a dress and I can't... You know what? Talk. I take it back. The butch con- thing was a compliment. But the voice is not. <laughs> there you go. And, and, and look at Ms. Behar now, because that's glamorous. Well, you right? know what? I have to say, and when I saw her backstage, I have to say that they did femur up. I love the haircuts. Doesn't the hair look great? The hair looks the great. Hair. And uh, you're wearing nice, nice colors and stuff. But the slacks, you know... She looks fabulous. Do you think that I'm going to take fashion advice from a drag queen? Well, honey. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. You better take... Listen, Joy, you better take it from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's... I I just love that interview. I love love it because we, we always see RuPaul not as... Not not full of this kind of flavor as much, you know. Yeah. She is. It's, it's kind of like she's passing the torch every season, and she mm. lets the queens have their time, and she's more of a, a judge. So it's it's yeah. nice to see when she was, you know, a, a drag queen working at trying to make something out of Quippy it. Quippy, yep. and kind of you know a little bit sassy, but not bitchy because that's her rule. No, I love seeing that, and I love it when we see that side of because there's a lot of poise about the modern day RuPaul, isn't there? Yeah, she's the poised grand dame up there acting the grand She dame. is the grand dame. She's not acting. She is the grand dame. Huh, huh. She's not acting. Uh, <laughs> um, but um, I love it when that, that sassy RuPaul comes out. Like, um, you know, when Michelle says, uh, I think quite a common one is when Michelle says something a bit absurd and RuPaul's like, that's funny. Tell another one, mm, you know? Yeah. Um, Although she said it a, a- a few too many times now. I don't know. I like that one. I like that one because, uh, it, I don't know. I just personally like it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, it's an interview. They're interviewing a celebrity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Should we just do a blast of the oh. past? Oh, time machine. Um, ooh, yeah. Ooh, um, ooh, to put you on the spot, Tom. Yeah. Uh, when have we had similar challenges ooh. that we can kind of go to? The first one that springs to mind is actually in season one. Oh, the the OG, of course. Yes. It was the Oprah-themed episode, wasn't it? Like, Queens are talking. Chanel was incredibly excited about it being an Oprah-themed challenge. Do you remember? Because she's Oprah's biggest fan. Um, and yes, they had to interview... Was it Tori Spelling and her husband? Yes. I want to call him Dean. 
I want to call him Dean, mm. Tory and Dean. Um, and I think they were big news at the time and had like some sort of reality show or something. But the standout moment there is poor Nina Flowers <laughs> tripping over the script. And bless her, you know, English is not her first language. Mm. But, but she laughed at it. It was a funny moment. And she she laughed at it as well. And she, I think, was she going to say hit show or something? But she misread it. And so, so tell me about your HIV. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> it turns out like, you've got HIV. It was, it, but she was appalled, bless her, and she was more but then she laughed about it oh. um that was a great moment that is hilarious um, and that, yeah i mean that was a really fun episode i mean you know everything about season one was well not everything but the queens were organic you know in that yeah they weren't self-produced um season three season three there was a little snippet wasn't there in the q n breakfast um thing which was a fun episode um so there was an interview bit uh, with uh, Kristen Cavallari off the hills. Yes. So, uh, Kristen. That's it. So, Manila was both lambasted and praised for portraying racial stereotypes, which it was It was actually a subject of debate within that episode. And if you ask me, it's her ethnicity and she can portray it however she wants, right? Exactly. Exactly. Would you agree with that? I agree with it. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, if you went on Drag Race, would you adhere to, like, Samoan or Polynesian stereotypes to get a laugh? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I would lean on that and yeah. I'm allowed to do that. There we go. That's I, it. I do Welsh stereotypes, I guess. But I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't know where to start with that. <laughs> oh, season six, they had that where they're interviewing um, Chad. Chad. Chad is his real name. Chad Bono, yes. Chad Bono. And Georgia Holt, who sadly passed actually fairly recently. Rest in peace. Yeah. The, I mean, when I think about that episode, I think about <laughs> Jocelyn Fox. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I know it's coming. So, so tell me about your abortion. <laughs> Literally that. It's like, whoa. So, so hi, Georgia Holt. Um, tell me about how you nearly aborted Cher. Yeah. Um, so... Why are you anti-LGBTQ+. <laughs> what, what do you have against us? Because you try to kill uh, one of our leaders. What is it about um, murdering queer icons <laughs> that um, gives you they some really, satisfaction? Yeah, they really appeals to you. Why is that your brand? <laughs> yeah? But poor Georgia. She was so gracious, Georgia Holt. She was really taken aback by it. But um, she, she, you know, she, she wasn't too flustered, bless her. And she was very kind with her feedback to Jocelyn afterwards. She was very kind of like, you know, I didn't mind so much that you asked the question, but there are, there are some things that we just steer away from when it's a light-hearted drag queen-oriented chat show, you know. It really so showcased. bless her. She was very kind. It really showcased Courtney X. Yeah, she was very good. Um, prowess. Very natural. Oh, she's you know gone what? on to have her own chat show. Do you know what's funny is that Bianca Del Rio, who was, you know, sailing. Oh, um, apparently cruising. she's sailing now. She's sailing for <laughs> um, She's sailing. She actually quite struggled here. And for someone, you know, who has her personality, who has her wit, mm-hmm. I would have thought that she would have been better. And I am hearing, hearing you know, I'm seeing little snippets online on that Bianca Del Rio as the host of the pit stop mm-hmm. is what's the word flasada she's flasada that <laughs> she's not really cling it i think uh, as the pit stop host for the season and Bian- Bian- bianca somebody who is very great at spontaneity and i think when she's in a very structured 
interview type environment. She kind of loses her spark, and she did in that episode. I thought. Mm. So I did cut you off. Then I'm really sorry. What were your thoughts? No, I will ask you a question. Okay, <laughs> literally was it? Um, I remember who else was good in that. Dayla was quite good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Trinity K. Bonet was amazing. She was did her research, got all the names right. So Chad. 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 She looked great. Chad. Loved her in that blonde wig. I loved her her, her confidence because she hid the wind from the previous one. She was like, oh, she mm. was like, oh cool. Like, I'm going to be amazing. Do you know what? Her demeanor was really nice. She just kept on getting Chaz's name wrong. Season nine, we got we had um, Good Morning Bitches, didn't we? Another breakfast one with a little interview segment, yeah. Yeah, um, we had them interviewing Naya Rivera. Sadly late, um, Naya Rivera, yeah. So it oh. always feels tinged with sadness in retrospect, really, because her death was so tragic. But um, the episode itself was fun with lots of good moments. Um, I think we all remember Charlie Hyde, the timekeeper, just all of a sudden, like mid-sentence, she's like, that's all we've got time it's for. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. And everyone else was like really shocked. <laughs> and she thought that she was doing something. She's like, "I'm guys, I'm saving I'm us. Saving okay, we're running out of time. I had to do it. Yes. Okay. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. <laughs> Who won that? Wasn't it a joint win for Sasha and Shay? One of the joint it. wins because they was... were very funny in their bit. Yeah. Um, and poor Trinity was chucked in the bottom with Charlie, wasn't she? With that iconic lip sync. Well, what Charlie was doing was not lip sync. It was iconic. Still iconic. It is iconic because in London they sing live. They don't lip sync. Do you see? That's why. Um, and also broken rib and diarrhea. <laughs> Who do you think's going to do well this week um, with the girls of season fifteen? Which group? Ooh. Is it going to be Masha and Sasha? Masha and Sasha? Masha and Sasha. Wow, <laughs> try and say that. Masha and Sasha. Masha and Sasha. Oh, Marsha, Marsha, Sasha. Did I make something? Did I Masha, Sasha, Sasha? Or Anitra, Lucy, and Malaysia? Or is it going to be Mistress Selena and Lux? Who I do you think is going to do well? Who's got the flavour? Who's got the, the wit? Who's got that, the it thing? I always think it's interesting for a start when the groups are put together rather than self-chosen. Yes. So there's something going on there. Um, I'm surprised they didn't put Mistress and Lucy in the same group for a bit of acrimony. Uh, so looking at them, I just think that Sasha and Marsha are going to be the most slick and professional group. They're with um, Charo, aren't they? And I think they'll have fun while also being quite slick. I just view them as potentially doing very well. For me, the ones who are going to do well would be Lucy. Lucy's on, you know, uh, she has my bit for being a good interviewer. There's just something about mm-hmm. her. Um, Selena's got tons of flavor. She's got tons this of personality. This could be a good challenge for Selena. Yep. Yeah. And then who else? I, th- I think... I, when I think of Anitra, I don't see her as someone that like is, hey, how's it going? Blah blah blah, talkative, you know, who 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 can get the most out of someone? Mm. Just maybe at the edit, but I just see her as so much of an introvert who comes alive when there's a performance. It's very funny, but it's a dry wit. Mm. It's whether that translates into this environment. Um, I'm also thinking a little like is is the. <sighs> Is the chemistry within the group going to be a factor here? Because that's kind of what I was thinking with Sasha and Marsha. Kind of, but then there's different things that they have to do. There's the walk and talk segment, Mm. there's the activity segment, and then there's the sit-down interview style. So 
maybe there's an opportunity for all of them to have their own spotlight and their own yeah. moment. Maybe they have to come together at some point to tie it all together. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. I potentially see... Um, Lux is a fabulous queen, and she's very kind of, again, dry and witty. I don't think she's necessarily going to be the best conversationalist. Yeah, she is dry humor, but I I like that. But then oh, also, I, her, I thought yeah, this. But... I thought she wouldn't do well in like the singing challenge, and then for the um, performance girl group challenge, she was amazing. But so there's, there's something about reciprocation in this, and, and being a good conversationalist. You're and right. Listening is she more of a Q and A type girl mm-hmm. as opposed to she's someone like who can host the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like me. She's just more gets you. asked the questions. I yeah. mean, you know, she just turns I, up and I don't give candy canes. I just get them. <laughs> um, <laughs> she doesn't even go here. I think Malaysia's natural personality is so like sweet and calm and subdued until she's angered. Uh, but like all of us, though, bless her. Um, I, I don't see that translating that well. And I wonder if Mistress is a bit of an overpowering personality for an interview. Again, she's fun, she's sparky, she's shady, she's a really fun personality, but does that translate well to being an interviewer? Who would you want to interview? Frankie Grande, mm. Love Connie, or Chara? Uh, love Connie. I think she's a fab performer and very interesting. I kind of, I'd followed her before she appeared on Drag Race. I think I saw her on Hey Queen or something. Um, I think she's really, really interesting, really interesting performance style. I like a lot of her references because she, she's very, like, when you see her on Instagram, she loves her kind of like 80s pop music, 90s thrillers, those kinds of things. Um, I think she'd be really fun and interesting. I kind of agree with you, and I'll tell you why. I'm more curious about Love Connie mm-hmm. than the other two. And I think having that curiosity, that genuine curiosity about someone really brings out the best questions. Totally, and You, you mm. really are in invested yeah. in the interview you really want to get to know them so that the questions are very organic and, mm. and real and so people can oh they, they can relate to that interview yeah because of that so i think i would i would like to interview love connie anyway let's see what else they have for us we're gonna push play so i don't know if this is rehearsals but we are seeing the tapes i think it's live i think that this is a pseudo live kind of thing obviously it looks like there's edited segments that they present sort of live yeah but this it's is live. The, this is the challenge. It's live. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. first thing that we've seen is Team Love Connie, and that um that is Lux, Selena, and Mistress. Now love their little suits, by the way. Oh, I love Getting it. Very professional, Mistress. professional, professional. And Selena's given us a little bit of Chanel. Now Lux Christina. surprised us. Was she surprised? Should go go by girl. She- yeah, she surprised you because I said that this girl can. She 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 really does. I thought um, she wasn't going to do well. I don't remember. You she wasn't going to do. I guess I said I said she wasn't. I thought she wasn't going to do well in the the singing challenge. You're and she me. she and then she nailed it. So I was like, oh, like this girl is like she's here to win. I'm happy. She to would eat do my whatever words, though because um, she was fab. Okay. We're starting with Lux. Yes, we're starting with Lux. No, Tom. No, we're starting with Marsha. A different different person I'm talking on, about. Tell me your favorite bits with Lux. The thing about Lux is that Lux kind of knew straight away, oh, this 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 girl is crazy. Yes, And yes. so instead of trying to like control the interview, she kind of rolled with the punches. Yeah. She went with the vibe. Mm-hmm. She went with the vibe of what Love Connie was doing, which was 
the I think the best way to really handle it yep. is to you know this person's a loose cannon. The only <laughs> yes, way I'm going to so get anything though. out of it is by going, but by jumping on their train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. love, and she holding was, on for dear life. Yes, and she <laughs> was really good at that. She rolled with that. She and. and I think she had fun with it too. She did. It, she it kind did. of allowed her to kind of let loose and maybe not thinking so much about, oh, these are the questions. I have to do this. I have to say this. Maybe the fact that she kind of rolled with it mm. made it more fun and more real. And yeah. so we kind yeah. of were invested in her interview segment. What are your thoughts? I fully agree with you. I was really pleasantly surprised by Lux. I thought that she might have a bit of a stiff or mannered quality, but she had so much fun. Um, I had a lot of fun with her and Connie. Of the three, she's the one who adapted to Connie's zaniness the best. And you could see Connie responding to that as well. Yeah. She got the best out of her because I think Connie loves going off on these tangents. She's going as, off script. She's going off script. Um, but it, it, it with I think she saw Lux going with her. And so, okay, I like this bitch. I'm going to kind of go with her. Exactly. I won't give her too hard a time. I think their love Connie was brief to be a bit difficult. Almost certainly. Yeah. To give him a bit of a challenge. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now let's talk about Selena. Selena, I thought was going to do much better than what I saw. Yes. And it never gives me confidence when I see a sister stutter. stutter. The nerves were a bit apparent and she did look like, like what I saw, like in terms of positives, I thought she was approaching it as professionally as professional, professional. as she could. Um, and with a sense of reverence, like she wanted to do a really, really good job. But unfortunately I thought her, she wasn't terrible. Don't get me wrong. She wasn't terrible. At unfortunately all, but... love Connie had, had other plans. <laughs> she did not wish to be professional. Then they had like a fun opener. Like I think these girls might know each other from LA, by the way. Because um, Selena's LA based and uh, Connie's big in WeHo, they must have met. Okay, I think. Um, but there's this kind of like you could see her trying to approach it with reverence and respect, but unfortunately the nerves were a little bit apparent at times. But not terrible at all. They had a nice chat. Sometimes with interviews, you have your set questions, and then you have to. Go off mm -hmm. where the interviewee is going. Which Lux did very well. You have to be interested in what they're saying. You can't just sit there and think, these are my 10 questions. I need to ask them. You have to have questions, things mm -hmm. that you want to know about them, questions that you do need to get out of them. But then you need to leave a lot of space yeah. to inquire about the things that they say uh -huh. and get deeper and deeper. One thing that you're really good at, Tom, is doing that. You're really good at going off script. You're really good at listening, and you're really good at asking good questions. I mean, we interviewed Mini Cooper. That's a kind thing to say. How surprising! It's <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull. Ah, ah, ah. You're alert, like, girl. Like when we've interviewed people, I've, that's what I've mm. seen from you. And you're like, Thanks. I, I'm really like these are the things I need to get out of the person. Whereas you just go off script, and you, you know, you, you ask really. Really like insightful questions, really questions that show them that oh, they're listening and that they want to, you want to know more about me. That's kind and of And I say. think you, you, you're really good at that. And I don't think that Selena had that. I think Selena, there was that moment where she kind of interjected unnaturally with a question that was, That's that right. was quite yes. not where she was going. When, when, and it kind of showed that Selena had these things that she wanted to ask yeah. and she wasn't really listening. Yeah. You know, and it was unfortunately an interruption as well, which it, is a big faux pas. Yeah. But, so, um, you know, just coming back to what you were saying about kind of, um, I, I think, I, I very, thank you very much for your kind compliments. I think I get that from my work because um, 
obviously when you're doing therapy the the person you may have ideas in mind and things that you want to explore but the person that you're working with they're they're in the driver's seat and you've got to adapt to what they bring you and you never know what someone's going to bring you mm. um but uh yeah but i thought you were fab as well like you know compliments <laughs> compliments compliments <laughs> um but anyway enough about that um i yeah selena was lovely um just not quite as good as Lux, I would say. Just yeah. to segue into mm. Mistress, what they had in common is that they both didn't have control of the interview. <laughs> Connie, Connie, Connie gave, gave her a run for her money. Connie didn't she? gave Mistress, oh, like she, like she was deliberately avoiding questions. She deliberately <laughs> was just doing her own thing. Yeah, and then like, what do you do? What do you do? You like I said before, what what, what do you do? You actually just go with what they're yeah. saying. You know, if, if they're answering something else, inquire about what they're inquiring and, and then try find a way to yeah. build that connection and then get a question in. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. Mistress was probably... We talk as podcast host experts. <laughs> experts this is how we know. This is how you do it. <laughs> Mistress seemed... I th- just came out Selena for one second. I think Selena put a bit too much pressure on herself because so much was hinging on this for her. Mm. She was in the bottom last week and she was like, I can do this. Bless her. Um, so Mistress was the most visibly rattled of the three, I think. She was the one who was most taken aback by Love Connie's little jokes. Like she made the joke about like making her own chocolate drops or something like that. And Mistress just looked stunned and didn't say anything. Mm. Um but she did have some moments where I saw her effervescent personality, but unfortunately it wasn't very consistent throughout the interview. Yeah. And she didn't seem very happy with her performance. Yeah. Like she kind of lost control of it. <laughs> and Love Connie just... When, when did you lose control was, of this wig? <laughs> when I got it. <laughs> I mean, she was juggernaut. She was not stopping. She was bowling everything down, Miss Love Connie. Was, and yes. I love it. Okay, let's see what the other team have. Team Marsha and Team Sasha, who are interviewing Charo. Who is a delight. She's adorable. Isn't oh, she, she? is. Such a cool she lady. Is, she, she's a treasure, isn't she? She is a treasure. Let's, let's start off with Sasha. Uh-huh. It's the nervous laugh for me in the beginning. She, <laughs> again, like Love Connie, she was brief to be a bit difficult and to, I mean. Certainly. A bit chaotic. Know, and to take, take over the yeah. scene, take over the set. Uh so I mean, yeah, there was it was a struggle for Sasha. Mm-hmm. You could see it. You could see where she was struggling. Yeah, I think the best thing Sasha did is throw away the cards and realize yes. I just need to give in to the scene. Yeah, I just need to give in to the interview. This is her show, really. Mm-hmm. I just need to, you know, make her happy. Yeah, like, just just join in on her fun. I mean, if I can get a question in, get a question in. It was a good moment as well, wasn't it? Throwing the cards away was in and of itself funny. And I think that's when she kind of, I think, had some more control back of it when she kind of gave up that control or Mm -hmm. or gave up the whole, damn it, I need to think about what to say, what to ask. What Mm -hmm. are your thoughts? I completely agree. I think you could see her kind of like, ooh, (laughs) thinking at the beginning. You could see the cogs turning at the beginning, her thinking about how to get her questions in and then you're exactly right she just decided she threw out the cards decided to have fun with charo got in a question or two if she could yeah and by the end or in the latter half things were very organic and very fun yeah um, still a struggle but it, it, it was it got better well it got better which is you know the trajectory you want really isn't it now Marsha is hilarious because i know for a fact 
that Masha had no idea what Love Connie was saying because no, uh, Chato. Oh, sorry, that was Chato was saying because I couldn't understand either, mm-hmm. and it reminded me when I was talking to my first first months talking to Scouse people, people in <laughs> Liverpool. I could not understand. The Liverpooly, the Liverpoolians, and Chato have a lot in common. That ex, the accent. Oh my! People, do you you do not know difficult accents until you come to Liverpool. Well, North Liverpool in particular, I would say the accent is particularly strong there. I I recall going to shops with you on many occasions, or just out and about, and you just looking at people while they spoke to you. I would. I pulled a Marsha. I'd, I'd have to translate for you. Uh, like I literally had the face Marsha had when people were talking to me, and they would talk to me, and then I'd look at. Tom and be like, Tom, like, that's four pound fifty, love. And then you'd be staring at them. I go, um, it's four pound fifty. You've a, got, the, you've got what, the card. Go on. What, what do they say, <laughs> Mama? What are you saying? It's, it's like that. Um, they're hilarious. Is it Catherine? Catherine Tate. Tate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That posh, that posh mom in the kids' family, and then they the Geordie lady. Yeah, and then they bring over a um. They bring over a an agency nanny, Who's and from, she's from the north. Well, specifically Newcastle. And then the the nanny's talking to them, and then the kids are looking at the mom, going, "Mom, what's she saying?" <laughs> I think that was hilarious. I don't know, children, but she sounds angry. Run! <laughs> don't kill us! <laughs> Have mercy! My on handbag's us, on the please. counter. Just take it. I love, I love Catherine Tate and yeah. that that posh, that posh skirt. I. Love love it it's like i can watch it over and over I have again a, a blueberry and cinnamon yogurt uh gooseberry gooseberry, gooseberry, sorry. Cinnamon, gooseberry yogurt. And cinnamon yogurt gooseberry and cinnamon yogurt um but yeah um marcia was lovely uh professional i just i don't i don't know it's hard to interview someone that you don't understand and let's be real Marsha didn't understand. She was like laughing. Ha ah, ha You know, she was doing the nervous yeah. laugh. And then, you know, she could have been saying like, and that's the day my mom died. She's like, oh, that's like, yeah. 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 That's great. I guess like in situations like that, sometimes it's helpful to have a couple of canned, says me, the expert interviewer. It's helpful to have a couple of canned kind of affirming neutral statement, something like that's very interesting or something like that. Mm. She could have, she, she, there were times when she, there were long silences, unfortunately, and, you know, perhaps a couple of canned statements, but she, you know, it was very challenging for her. Um, and unfortunately for Marsha, the, the confusion was visible on her face, on her pretty little face. Yeah. Which is wearing more and more makeup each week. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Okay. Last group. The last team that we have is Team Frankie Grande, and that's yeah. Anitra, that's Malaysia, and that's Lucy. Mm-hmm. I want to start off with Lucy and saying that she's run, she has won this week's challenge. She's very, very good. Killing very it. Good. good questions. Um, did her research. It was It felt very natural. But in control of the interview. Yes. She definitely felt like she was steering the ship, um, but she had fun with Frankie as well. Um like you say, great questions, but riffed off him. Yeah, yeah. So really fab job. Let's also say that Frankie seemed easier to interview than the other two. I could see him doing a bit of work to create a bit of like disruption. I didn't see that with Lucy at all. But not to the degree. I think he just really felt like he was being interviewed by somebody yeah. with Lucy. I think she was so professional. I could see him trying a bit, but he wasn't quite as disruptive as Charo and Connie. I love the whole get away from her, you bitch. Did uh, you have a t-shirt? 
Yes, I do. I mean, I love Alien. I love the Aliens franchise. Yeah. I love Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Ellen Ripley. Get away from her, you bitch! Is one of the most iconic movie lines in one of the most iconic movies. Lucy was great. Now Anitra was good. Anitra was good too. She yeah. she just went. She went with the flow. She she walked. She strut. She shimmied. <laughs> she stretched. She did what she needed to do to appease. Frankie, yeah, and let Frankie, you know, just have his moment to shine. Yes, and I felt like making it all about him mm-hmm. was yeah. the right thing to do. Very good, very good. I mean, having seen everybody, I feel like Anitra is very much like safe, good, safe kind of thing. Yeah, um, and yeah, I could see her working because you know we spoke a little bit earlier about how I mean Anitra's got a fab personality, but she leans a little bit towards the more subdued, dry. Mm. But um, I feel like she tried her best to amp it up a little bit and adapt to Frankie. Yeah. Um, and I thought she did a really good job. Yeah. 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 You can tell that it, it wasn't her thing. You can. It, it wasn't mm. as natural. You yeah. can tell that she was really working at it. And, you know, and slightly you can see her thinking. But then you also saw another side of her, which was letting go yeah. and having fun and giving into it, which yeah. is something that... I liked, and for me, it was a bit of growth. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, she's really trying here. So I did like that. Mm. Malaysia was the last queen um, who um, Frankie interviewed, which is what I, I thought. I felt like Frank, <laughs> it was, right. I felt like it was like Frankie interviewed her. <laughs> I felt like it was Frankie's segment that Malaysia yeah. was a yeah. part of. And what I wrote down here is who was interviewing who? Who indeed? Malaysia was given, and there was a moment where. Frankie, you know, was was saying things like, "Oh, if we had this challenge on Big Brother, then you know, I would have right. done, I would have won." Mm-hmm. And she didn't, she didn't take that nugget. Yeah, she didn't. This was that, a perfect opportunity to ask about his experience yeah. on Big Brother. Oh, how did you find Big Brother? Oh, what was your favorite part about that? What What are your thoughts about it overall? What is Big Brother? Yeah, she. And then, um, there was something about again the marriage thing. I think they should have sat down Definitely. and said I'll, I'll talk about the marriage and well, you talk about this and you talk about that that but- surprised me though because lucy was sitting there and she was very organized with malaysia and anitra and i thought that i'm sure i heard them talking about dividing up the questions properly so as not to be repetitive mm. um and we heard about marriage three times not that it's not interesting um but it's, it's repetitive unfortunately uh, so I don't know if that was just overall the planning thing or if Malaysia went off script because she was floundering a little bit and didn't know what to ask about. There were so many awkward silences. and then I, I really felt for just, Malaysia. She looked really uncomfortable. Yeah, and then it really was Frankie asking the questions and filling in that space. Mm. And it was just, I was like, yeah, it was, it was a bit... A credit to Frankie because he could have been a lot more difficult in that situation so he was very he was quite kind to Malaysia. i bet you all the other girls watching were going oh why <laughs> why why wasn't i given love connie threatened me with a knife yeah no <laughs> and frankie's being really nice and the frankie's there <laughs> quiet yes. wanting to be interviewed where the other two just took control answered different questions you know made it about themselves mm. it was just yeah I, I thought i found it interesting and perhaps it says something that's really nice about frankie's character is that he i think he could see that malaysia was struggling and he just couldn't bear to make her make it more uncomfortable for her my picks for the maxi challenge i want to tell you who my tops are the mm. tops for me is lucy i think it's it's lucy's 
win this week, but I'm also putting Lux up there. I could be, I think it could be between Lux and Lucy. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, I, I would be happy with either of them winning, to be honest, because I think they were both really, really fab, in, but with different vibes. I think if I absolutely had to say one person, Lucy was just a pro. Yeah. So it probably would be Lucy. I think potentially up there as well would be Sasha. She was the best in her group. Um, Anitra was solid. Okay. My bottoms would be Malaysia. Yeah, poor Malaysia. Selena. Mm. Marsha. Mistress. Mistress. Yeah. Um, For different reasons, and it depends. And I, I. Who's a definite? Poor Malaysia is a definite. It's definitely Malaysia. Poor Malaysia's and, in the bottom two this week. Yeah, and she's. I mean, if they want to make something out of it, they'll put Malaysia versus Mistress up. That would be really um, good lip sync. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, if I had to say who were the two who, who probably struggled the most, it probably would be Malaysia and Mistress. Yes. Um, I think Masha, she, she wasn't at her best. Um, she did struggle with Chara's accent, but she had a couple of moments of at least being professional and trying to steer the conversation. And um, Selena, similar to Marsha, she did have some nice moments, but there were a couple of moments. I'd put M- Selena maybe, or Marsha, like bottom three, but not bottom two. Yep. So, personally. Oh, is it going to be Malaysia versus Mistress? I think The battle feels, that we've all wanted. I mean, we're going to see the uh, runway, which is, we've been told, Knights of a Thousand Beyonces. Yes. Yeah. So let's see what's next. So, the runway's here, Night of a Thousand Beyonce's. Not our first Night of a Thousand Icons um, look. And I just wanted to like take a moment to think about that as a runway theme, because I think it works better for some divas than others. The originator of the theme was Night of a Thousand Madonnas, and we had two of those. And I, I kind of think, I know I'm biased, but I do think Madonna's like the ultimate for this kind of runway because she's a visually, she's a, she's a, she's a, Diva who has visually distinct eras. You can look at a Madonna look and you know the video or the album or the tour it comes from and the characters that she portrays and the looks are diverse and distinct. I'm very surprised we've not had a Night of a Thousand Shares because yeah. she's up there with capacity for this as well. Yes. Another chameleon. Night of a Thousand Bowies would actually work very well. I mean, they've had Lady Gaga. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So oh, that was oh good. yeah. So, so that was season nine, wasn't it? They've done it on Italia season two as well. Oh no, it's the Gaga Rusical. Um, but um, and Rafaela Cara, they've done on Italia and, and España. Some it doesn't always work. I don't think so. I do think Night of a Thousand J Lo's is a bit of a tough one. But I think something that affects the effectiveness of it. I I think I believe they're not allowed to do lots of video and movie looks because of copyright, which I think. Most divas' most iconic looks come from their work, not the red carpet, right? Would you mm. agree with that? Yeah. So what do you think about Beyonce as a template for this? I mean, I love Beyonce. Really? I mean, we Never all heard know that. I, I love Beyonce. But then I, when it comes to uh, like iconic moments and looks, yeah. it's, it's, not a, a, it's not a big library right? for me. But while we're on it, what springs to mind? What you're hoping to see on the runway? Uh, when I think of Beyonce, I think about the the twins, the twins look that she had, the big floral the, moment. That was the a gorgeous big floral one. I Has think been it, done by Shangela though. I I think about that golden type halo dress outfit. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, the kind of ocean yeah. uh, type of referencing look. Yep, very beautiful. I think about like her Coachella look. 
Yep. I think about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, but then kind of been done by Trancy K. Mm. And then I also think about the... Um, the da, na, 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 na. I got hot sauce in my bags. Uh, the formation. I yeah, think about formation, the formation yeah. with a big hat. A great moment for her. The the, the, the big hat kind of out, outfit. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think of when I think of Beyonce. I guess I think of, you know, you've kind of omitted Destiny's Child era there. Um, they're, they're, Good, that's a fashion faux pas. <laughs> I mean, but you can have fun with it. You know, like Willow yeah. went on, on the J-Lo runway. She went back early noughties, slightly faux pas, but fun fresh kind of look yeah um i think of the mugler looks like she wore in sweet dreams or the the motorcycle um, oh yes the mugler yes Um, sasha fierce sasha fierce um tour um i think of also kind of maybe some met gala looks like the she's worn a few Givenchy dresses that were like nude nude and floral like a few variations on that theme and i think as well crazy in love was quite an iconic moment for it's a simple look but it's iconic Mm. um so uh, but i don't know if we'll be denied those video and kind of movie moments but let's see um what else what else what else no i think i think that's it maybe dangerously in love the album yeah the album one they should also avoid the iconic looks worn by tyra asia and kenya michaels in snatch game <laughs> let's start with lux noir on the Lo- uh, lux noir london lux noir try that one more london time <laughs> on that runway uh Ru- lux looks at rocks i can't get her name right now lux looks stunning so um this is from the tina turner tribute um concert where there's the the iconic Bob Mackie flame dress that has been worn by numerous divas. I think Beyonce was probably the most recent to wear it, but also worn by Tina Turner and Cher, most famously. But also Linda Carter and Anne Margaret wore a version. And also RuPaul's worn, worn a version of this dress. Mm. Um, so I think looks looks great. It's a great reproduction. Her legs look amazing. The face is always beat. Um, I love the Tina Turner vibe that she gives on the runway. I feel like this is a cop-out because this is a Tina Turner. This is a tribute to Tina I see look, what you mean. Which is Beyonce paying tribute to someone else. It's not really a Beyonce look. I feel like it's almost like Beyonce was past the torch of this amazing dress that other divas had worn. No. Um, so I feel no. like it's a two-in-one tribute to Tina and Beyonce. No. No. Um, we've got Mistress, who's paying tribute to the 2001 Grammy Awards, that green look, which I, it is memorable. I, I, I know this look. I think this is so hilarious. The way that she's incorporated Michelle and Kelly as Muppets on her shoulders is absolutely fantastic. With their own outfits, too. This is really, really good. She's, she's nailed the dress. She's actually made it look nicer. Do you think this is a TKO original? This is yeah. Tina Knowles. Oh, this is, that's absolutely a Tina Knowles um, outfit. And you know, this is the kind of thing that I'd want from a Destiny's Child reference. But she looks beautiful in this sequin, stoned kind of lace green. I actually think it looks nicer than the original. The shade of green is is nicer. What about Selena? This is the I Grammys two thousand four. My favorite Selena is titties look on the runway so far because she looks really polished, really pretty. The fit of the dress is perfect. Um, she looks nice in this gold color. The hair and makeup is is perfection. She looks really, really gorgeous. Um, Beyonce won how many Grammys that night? A bunch of them. A lot. I think this is a TKO as well. It's that era of Beyonce. 
agree. Sitting here looks amazing here. We've got mm. Sasha Colby with the BET Awards 2006. So this is a slightly simpler look, um, but, you know, she performs the heck out of it. You know, it's essentially kind of a, a mini skirt with a, a bralette, isn't it? But I do like the appliques going up her leg and her side. That kind of elevates it. And it seems like a very, very faithful reproduction. I guess not standing out to me as like an iconic Beyonce look, but very much fits in with Sasha's style. And she's this is very sexy. She looks gorgeous. Yeah, I like it. And she looks stunning. Marsha? Marsha's choice is interesting because I, I wouldn't have picked this out when I saw Marsha step out, I mean, obviously I know it's a Beyonce look, but I, you know, she could be Brigitte Bardot. She could be, she could be Raquel Welch. She chose that one look that people don't really know. She she poured a milk here, mm. um, in, in terms of choosing that one Celine Dion look that she wore that one time, and <laughs> yes. then apparently it's supposed to be referential. Like, no, if you're going to do Celine mm. Dion, do something that we all know. Having said that, she looks super duper pretty. She looks really gorgeous, very polished. The dress is actually quite different to the original because the original had like this asymmetric neckline. It was more of an emerald silk and this is more of almost like a forest green velour. But she looks really pretty, but it's just kind of like could be anybody. It's not necessarily Beyonce. Anitra's looking good in this. Um, She wore this on her tour. Yes, so this is the um, On The Run 2 tour, wasn't it? Um, very cool, um, great reproduction. She's working that gorgeous regal purple cape. I think the original was Peter Dundas. Um, she just looks fantastic and it's a great reproduction. I love the way she worked it on the runway. Same. What do you, what do you think about Malaysia, baby? Doll Fox, the 2018 Global Citizens Festival. So the original look was Balmar. Um, and I think it's a really good reproduction. She's got those hieroglyphics on there, the feather details on the arms. Um I would, I would look at this and say Beyonce, even yeah. though I'm not like that familiar with this particular. I love look. this look. I love. But this she look. looks really, really fab. Her shape looks gorgeous. The huge hair. This is very successful. Oh, they did a mean close up of a little bit of knickers poking out the back. That was unnecessary. They didn't need to do that. You're right. I love this look. Malaysia looks amazing. Really lovely. Yeah. Now Lucy Laduca does the VMA 2011, the Amazing Love on Top, where um, performance where she announced her pregnancy. I I love this performance. The performance is amazing and it's an iconic moment for Beyonce. So this is well chosen by Lucy because it's instantly recognizable. Yeah. Um, so great reproduction of the kind of pink. It's nicely tailored um, sequin tuxedo jacket. She's even um, stoned those trousers to make them really glitter under the, the lights. Um I, I think she looks great. I think, again, because I read a story about it, I think this is Tina Knowles as well. Oh. Believe it or not, yeah. Uh, one little critique is the bump's a little bit subtle. What but- bump? <laughs> exactly. What bump? There's right. no bump. There should be a bump. I can't see a bump. Uh, maybe maybe she held back out of respect or something because she didn't want to, I don't know, make it look like she was kind of making fun of a woman and pregnancy and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I, I'm just I trying to get into no, a thought process. No, that's a reach. It's Club 7 reach, Tom. That's, <laughs> no, that's... There should be a bump. There should be a bump. This is what made this look and moment iconic. Yeah. It is iconic because it was the pregnancy announcement, her first child. And everyone had known that she'd been trying for a while. Yeah. And she had lost one. Had she? I did not know that. No, yeah. She 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 oh. lost one. Um. So... um. This is know. Blue Ivy. This is a pregnancy with Blue, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So but it's, very it's recognizably lovely. Beyonce. And she looks really chic and nice. 
has your opinion changed about our winners? Nah, no, because I, I actually think that like Lucy and Lux have chosen two of the most recognizably Beyonce looks. Mistress's look is so good, it might elevate her a little. Who's your favorite look? I got it. I do love Mistress for the camp and the comedy, but for fashion, I know you say it's not strictly Beyonce, but Lux. Because I just love okay. the ref- I love Bob Mackie. I love the reference. I love how iconic this garment is. My favorite look is Malaysia. Yeah, it's very cool. She's done a great job on the runway. So do you think that could lift her out the bottom? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. My winner is still Lucy. And I'm looking forward to a showdown between uh, Malaysia and Mistress. I do want to give a special shout out to Selena for looking the best she's looked all season on the runway. Oh, absolutely. Really, really pretty. Yep, yep. Imagine having that dress and being like, please don't send me home. I, yeah, I, I can change your yeah. mind. I do have taste. Please <laughs> just, just let me make it through to a night of a thousand Beyonce's. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing um, what the Eliminated Queens are going to post. Oh, yes. I'm excited We're about gonna that. We're going to have like eight more looks. What, right. what will Sugar and Spice do? Has Beyonce ever worn a, worn a mini skirt with a crop top? Yeah. With platform that, I bet you they'll be doing like Disney's child era. That's probably, or maybe girl probably time. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Girl time. <laughs> The original. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Congratulations to Sasha for winning. So Sasha was given the win this week. Yeah. Um, we love Sasha. We um, adore her and she's an amazing queen. However, you know, I I think I, I just, I don't blame Sasha, obviously, but I think production uh, pushing Sasha a little too much now. And I don't want her to get any sort of backlash about it because yeah. that is inevitably what happens. Um, there may be people out there who really disagree with us and felt like that was her win this week. I do think both Lux and Lucy were stronger, even though Sasha was fab. And the, they're really, really pushing Lucy. They want Lucy to crack. They are, they're testing say, her. Say crack again. Crack. <laughs> They they're really testing Lucy, and they really I, are. I, I feel I feel bad for her. I think they really is. A, what do you think? Do you think this is kind? What they're doing no, to her? No, it's not. No, I, I think they're deliberately antagonizing her in a high pressure environment to try and make good TV. And we we've already seen this episode. Like, okay, she's cracking a little. It's kind of camp. It's kind of funny, but it's it's unkind to keep doing that. Listeners, you may disagree with us. You may feel like Lucy was nowhere near the top, but I even felt the critiques they gave her told me what was going to happen. She was, Lucy was the best this week. Yeah. And Rue honed in on her, like not following up on one little bit of information or something. And then I knew, okay, she's not winning. Love Sasha to bits, as we all do. She's an amazing queen and she's an icon. Um, I wouldn't have given her the win today. The lip sync is between Selena and Malaysia, and it's two single ladies. It is. And, look, Selena, first of all, as a gay person, Hmm. you better know at least three quarters of single ladies. I don't I, I don't care what Career kind of gay you or... are. I don't care what kind of gay. If you are part of the LGBTQ+, <laughs> you should know single ladies. Do you mean and lyrics or choreo? Choreography okay, okay, and okay. lyrics. Okay, sorry. And when it comes on in the club, you better get up and do at least half of that choreo. <laughs> now, Miss Selena is a true gay She's a true queer. She, yes. she was like, oh, oh, you want single ladies, mama. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to give you front to back, <laughs> up, down, left, right. I'm going to give you the whole damn thing. And she did. She stuck to the choreography, which I thought was, you know what? 
I would have given maybe half of the choreography and then half of me. So yeah, I did want half to ask my you the question thing. because it has come up before. I'm thinking most notably about the bad romance lip sync in season three when it, I think it was Delta against Phoenix. And a lot of the girls are like, Phoenix is using Gaga's choreo. You shouldn't do that. You should be you. So what do you think about girls using the choreo from the video to that degree? Well, it depends because the single ladies yeah. is iconic for the dance. It is yeah. known for the actual dance of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, if, like the other tributes that people do, they do the little bits from it that make their clip iconic. Yeah. The same way that we saw um, uh, Shea Coulee when it was the Bad Romance, the... Uh, no, the, 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 was, the, what um, was that song? It was that she Judas. Judas. Which against, is against Jinx. Um, Jinx. Yeah. When she went under the choreography where Jinx mm. really felt it and, and it's... I think it depends on the song. It really does depend on the song. Yeah. But I feel like this one is, because it's so iconically known for the dance, I think it's okay to do it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't have done all of it. Yeah. I would have done some of it. And then the rest, I would have like felt it and given a, a piece of me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I love that Selena did that. And um, Malaysia was doing the opposite. She she. Did the one oh 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 yeah oh, 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 the oh, kind of punching oh, move, yeah and yeah. that was the only thing she did and everything else she was performing but because I'm such a gay my eyes just stayed on Selena I'm because sorry, the, are you coming out yeah what's going sorry, on sorry guys um Joey J <laughs> I'm coming for your gig okay but not your wig because yeah. you don't have one because you don't have one <laughs> um and um I'll sit down and take a lesson because apparently you're gonna give me one so Joey uh, what is the lesson yeah. <laughs> I would give the win to Selena because I'm just uh, I'm just a true gay. Um, Although I think that that's her third time in the bottom. It is, and Malaysia's not been in the bottom at all. But yeah. Neither of them has a win. Um, Malaysia, I love her to bits. She's so lovable. She didn't have the confidence that Selena had during this lip sync, um, but she had some really fun moments. She's doing more of her own thing, like you say. She wasn't doing the choreo. Mm. She like spanked Selena at one point, and it was it was fun and stuff. So she did a good job, but Selena had more energy and presence to me. I think that Selena could have had a bit more fun with it. I think her mind was so focused on doing the curry that she didn't really give a, you know too much fun mm. in the face. That's it. But I think oh, I'll you give want it to fun Selena. In the face. I'll give it to Selena. You want fun in the face, do you? Selena stays. Yeah, wow. so she's the only queen this season to have survived three lip syncs. Three, like, bottom two lip syncs so oh. far. Beyonce saved your hair, Selena. Beyonce was smiling down on her today. Yeah, yeah. yeah Beyonce really saved was. you. It's the blessing of Beyonce. And we say bye to Malaysia. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect that because this was her third time in the bottom for oh. Selena. So I thought Malaysia was going to be safe. Um, Our predictions, by the way, for the beginning of the episode proved true, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. We know our stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um, sad to see Malaysia go. She's very sweet, very vulnerable queen. Um I think this is a tough. I think the, I think the conversation was tough for Malaysia. She's very lovely and very talented. Mm. Mm. Well, congrats, Selena. Make sure you join us next week. It's a comedy challenge, and I'm looking forward to that because I love to laugh, Tom. Do you? That's yeah. a rarity. I love to laugh. It's one of those people love yeah. to laugh at. Yeah. No one makes me laugh, so it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Finally, an outlet. Yeah. So uh, join us next week. Make sure that you follow us on our social medias. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us reviews. Send us DMs. Slide into the DMs if you like. Um, but that's us for now. Join us next week. This is Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. See you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.